0: feel it down in my plums when I hear a sound I rap at the door my young son Gabriel walks
1: in my wife says no Gabriel will leave me I said no let the boy watch let the boy watch he needs to learn the way I learned from my father the way he learned from his father <laughs> let the boy Watch.
0: Welcome back to, to Let The Boys Watch An entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions I'm one of your co-hosts, my name is Robbie And today, we're going to talk about the 2023 dramedy The Holdovers Directed by Alexander Payne Written by David Hemingson, Starring Paul Giamatti Divine Joy Randall And Dominic Sessa Alongside me a man likes to correct my grammar every second (laughs) of the day. That's the cuz.
2: Cousin Benny, how you doing? I'm doing good, but I got to let you know that you're not saying the call letters right. It's (laughs) WNBC.
0: And alongside us, father of two, congratulations.
3: Our co-host and good friend, Ryan. Ryan, how we doing? I'm hanging on by a thread, gentlemen. But I'm well, still I mean, here. I made
2: it. Look at us. We didn't even miss an episode. We didn't even miss a beat. You know, we put some in the can. We're back live, though, this week. So happy to see you. Happy to see you.
3: Happy to be back. I need a little semblance of, uh, I don't know, socialization outside of this household. So feels good. But be forewarned because I'm running on no sleep. Uh, So this should be an interesting episode. So welcome. Like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch. And what we typically do here is watch movies that either one or all three of us haven't seen. And in this case, this week, none of us have seen The Holdovers. Um, So it was, uh, you know, typically one or, you know, one of us, two of us have seen it. Uh, I would typically do like classic movies. And normally we do a vote every Friday. So be on the lookout for that. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do so. Let the boys watch pod. Mm-hmm. Yes. So get involved in our vote. Uh, we didn't do the vote for a couple weeks because of the holidays and the fact that I have a new human in my life. And uh, if you like what you hear or if you don't like what you hear, send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you liked and what you didn't like what you want us to watch whatever we'll take it all you, maybe you want to send us an email that has nothing to do with any movies do it whatever we're into it and speaking of emails we did get one this week from a very special person our good friend and someone's bil brian last name redacted
0: should we don't get into that
3: email that. or what would you say don't remind me about that <laughs> i'm sorry should we get into that email or do you guys have anything you want to discuss first
0: no No, let's do
3: the email yeah all right um
0: this email comes from a friend of the program my bill ryan last time redacted he's been yearning as the kids say um to get this email read every day i get a text when are you gonna read the email when are you going to read the email? I don't really care that Ryan just had a kid read the email. Things like that. <laughs> I said, chill out, man. So uh, finally, here's his email. Uh, Brian titles the email fantasy movie. Just want to touch on this briefly, but I can't believe Benny went out of his way to lower his score for Jaws. Watch it again. Such a well-made movie. Benny, any any rebuttal?
2: I feel like me and this guy are on a collision course to Hell in a Cell. So, Brian... Get ready for WrestleMania 40. It's around the corner
0: too. (laughs) I
2: know. A couple months.
0: Anyways, here are my picks for my movie. I probably would have have used a lot of the names that you guys picked, but I'm going to change it up just to keep things fresh. Director. Going to go with Denny Villanueva. For me personally, he has reached a level of Tarantino, Nolan, and Wes Anderson in the sense that I will watch any movie he directs without knowing anything about the movie. I have so much faith and confidence that he is incapable of creating anything less than great. Movies that he he directed that I loved are Prisoners, Incendies, Sicario, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, and Dune. His movies are guaranteed to be thought-provoking, well-acted, intense, and beautifully shot. If I could find time between showers and emptying the dishwasher, I would come on your (laughs) show for a dentist... (laughs) Oh, it's Dennis Villain away, but he had Denny at yes. top. So sorry. Dennis Villain away Wave a week. I just wouldn't know how which movie to pick. Going to add another honorable mention David Lynch. He did crazy work with Twin Peaks, Mulholland Drive,
2: and Blue Velvet, among others.
3: You guys ever watch uh, Twin Peaks?
2: No, I want to. Yeah, Burns, ask me. There. It.
3: It's a fucking wild, man. <laughs> it's good, but it's wild.
0: Um, for writer, some of the obvious picks were taken but you guys, by you guys, so I'll go with Taylor Sheridan. He wrote Sicario and Wind River, which are both great, and also Hella High Water, which is pretty good. He's also churning out a ton of TV shows. I admit, I have not watched them, but they seem to be popular, like Yellowstone, Mayor of Kingstown, 1923, and 1883. There are obviously more accomplished writers out there, but wanted to add something new to the mix uh you guys haven't seen
2: sicario right no i think we were going to put it up for a vote one of these weeks i know i know literally nothing about that movie
0: yeah it's a good one when river's good and so is hell out of water um for brian's lead actor he picked christian bale always does a great job and very versatile yeah i like christian bale very good lead actress going to go with Florence Pugh. She seems kind of strange on a personal level, level, but definitely a solid up-and-coming actress. Watched an Ari Aster movie called Midsommar, which was a decent movie, I guess, but her performance was super intense. Full range of emotions and facial expressions from her in that movie. Um, I'm a huge Florence Pugh fan. I mean, uh, she gets the plums just uh, on, on a level that hasn't seen explosions since... I can't, I don't even want to say the joke because I got canceled, but. uh, Well, I I mean,
2: if you, if Florence Pugh is getting your plums excited, then you need to see Oppenheimer because I'm telling you there'll be more than one nuclear explosion (laughs) in that movie. (laughs) I think I know what you're talking about.
0: That's the only reason I want to to see Oppenheimer so my plums can just blow up. You should see it in
2: IMAX. That's all I'm going to say, babe. Those nips on the, on a 70 millimeter lookout. The size of your head.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like two big flapjacks. <laughs> Supporting actor Michael Fassbender loved him in Inglorious Bastards, and he was also good in 12 years as a slave. His character was horrible, obviously, but he was just so good at playing that part. Yeah, Fassbender, one of the best. We watched a movie of him, um, and his scene in Inglorious Bastards is one of my favorites. Uh, supporting actress, I'll go with Regina King. She killed it in the Watchmen series and the Leftovers, and was also awesome in Jerry Maguire. Definitely fantastic pick. She she was very good. Yeah. Um, character actor, I'll go with Sam Rockwell. Uh, <laughs> but no character actor, I'll go with J.K. Simmons here. Always plays a great role. Whiplash was his award winning role, but he's always solid. Uh, honorable mention of Stephen Root from Office Space, Boardwalk Empire, and Barry. Definitely. I want to give another shout out to uh, Peter Strohmeyer, who was in Frogger, the movie, and of course, his best role ever, a Slippery Pete from Seinfeld. No, Came so close
2: to <laughs> <laughs> the best.
0: Came so close to pulling off that Frogger heist, but the battery died, and I couldn't find, quote unquote, the holes.
2: <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. I don't know if it was like... One of the first ones I ever saw live as a kid. Like, you know, I remember watching it in syndication all the time, but definitely the later seasons was when I started watching them live. And I remember that being one of my favorite episodes.
0: It's a good episode.
2: Uh, Character actress and
0: doubt. She's been in a lot of movies, but her role in the leftovers is great. I love that show. And the acting from everyone was a major reason why she was always a scene stealer. Speaking of The Leftovers, Gary Kuhn is another great actress who has gone on to play a ton of parts. i never seen Leftovers. Uh, he's always telling me to watch it, but I don't listen to him, so. Did you guys see it? <laughs> nah,
3: no? yeah, I saw it. It was good, but also, like, Twin Peaks, fucking weird. The...
0: Uh, composer, I can't resist going with Hans Zimmer. Such a long list of great scores. Gladiator, Inception, Dark Knight, Interstellar, 12 Years a Slave, Blade Runner 2049, Thin Red Line, and Dunkirk. I know that cinematography, Roger Deakins. Beautiful movies that he was involved in include Blade Runner 2049, No Country for Old Men, Sicario, Prisoners, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, and Shawshank Redemption. You could watch a lot of a lot of these on mute and just enjoy the view. Well, see you later.
2: <laughs> i feel like when, whenever we do do sicario i think brian's got to be a guest because he was heavy sicario on that list heavy sicario and Harry 12 you guys are slaves so i don't know what he's trying to tell us about that but <laughs> uh i will no i will jump back to my point about jaws uh, or his point about jaws i really enjoyed the movie like if you go back and listen to that episode i had nothing but great things to say and i think it held up well For me, it was just about putting it in a spot in my list that I felt more comfortable with. I felt like in 8.7, it was just in an area where I wasn't too thrilled with. And that's why I ended up moving it. I think everything kind of fit my list where it was, no matter the score. Like if I didn't like the score necessarily, I still think things kind of landed where they should in my rankings um you know i I said it held up well i said it was a great movie you know especially once they got on the boat it was fantastic uh for me it was just kind of putting it where i wanted it my rankings
3: fair and if you're wondering why brian just gave us a list of things check out the plummies episode where we all three of us do this um and you know just talk about some of our favorite Actors, actresses, directors, writers, all that fun stuff. Um, But yeah, thanks a lot, Brian. A couple of good picks there. I I like some of those picks.
2: I like, too, that he went with our rule of not picking anybody that we uh, had used in our draft. So thank you for that, Brian. Yeah,
3: Refreshing. Refreshing that a listener listens to us.
2: Yeah, if you still like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a little may a culpa cul- I want to do here.
3: Is that okay? Can we get into it? Robbie, what do you think? Should we let him?
0: I mean, I was going to, but then just before we got on, he really fucking chapped my ass. So I don't know what I want to do right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe <I laughs> but have he's, to. My cu-
0: he's, he's my cousin. So uh,
2: I uh, I oblige. All right. Well, if you listen to the Going Gray podcast a couple of weeks ago, you know that we had a little boys night out before Ryan had uh his uh addition to his family and we met with good friend of the pod kenny we saw him at the bar we waved him over to the table and in typical uh ben fashion i fumbled a completely full glass of water on the table uh narrowly avoid a complete disaster i did get kenny a little wet so i want to just say i'm sorry to kenny i didn't mean to do that i don't know what is going on with me my my hands are just terrible this is why i have a, a case on my iphone Uh, But I went to pick up the glass of water and the condensation on the outside, (laughs) the old uh, fingertips lost grip. And we were having a great conversation. And Kenny was like, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm out of here. He's like, you know, before I get wingsaws on my face, I need to leave. So uh, I'm sorry, Kenny. I hope you come back on the show. I hope you don't hate us now. Uh, We love you. And, uh, you know, I just want to apologize to you. And I want to apologize to you guys, Robbie and Ryan for for ruining that great night we were having. Apology accepted. Thank you. <laughs> it was embarrassing.
0: It was, it was <laughs> morbidly embarrassing, but uh
2: apology accepted. As long as as long as it didn't land on me, I could care less. Yeah, well, I was going to say we went out last week and there were no such spills, so hey, one week without incident. No, the only thing that spilled was the uh explosion in Miami in my
0: chinos after i've been to the lasagna but that's about it
2: <laughs> uh i feel good getting that off my chest
3: good yeah Thank um, God. kenny please if we do it on zoom no one can spill anything on you so please come on the show again <laughs> ben you should get one of those signs like x days since last accident like at a workplace yeah. and just since <laughs> last spill
2: or just like a shirt that just says keep five feet away from me at all times <laughs>
3: Oh man! <clears throat> all right, what do you think? Should we get into this film? Let's do it. All right. Um, I mean, what we normally do is anyone who hasn't seen the movie, we kind of, you know, let us know what our impressions are. But we all three of us haven't. So, anyone want to start? Why don't you go first? All right. I. Uh, this was a film, and I feel like I took this from uh, the uh, University of Ben and not knowing anything about the movie I was about to watch. So I knew very little. I knew Paul Giamatti was in it. I knew um, it was about a school, and that was basically it. I didn't know it was a period piece. I didn't know, you know, really anything else about it. So I went in pretty clean, and I think that was a big help to my enjoyment of the movie because I feel like if I knew... You know more about the plot i might not have been as interested in in it so um i mean i always want to not know anything about movies going into them but i can't give up the internet so i always get spoiled yeah <laughs> on th- with something and then i just i know something so it fucks me up robbie what about you
0: i had nothing i i just knew um, Paul Giamatti was in it. Uh, I saw, you know, bits and pieces of things, but nothing where it was to the point where I had any idea what this movie was about. Um, I had no assumptions of what it was about. I made no, you know, things up in my mind, what I thought the movie was about. I had no idea. So I think that's what made me, you know, enjoy the movie so much because like I we say, in, Previously, like every time I watch a trailer, I'm pretty good at remembering stuff that I see in a trailer. So if I notice something in the trailer that hasn't come in the movie yet, and it's like an hour and 40 minutes in, I'm like, all right, well, this is gonna come soon. I feel like I get spoiled with that. And sometimes they just make these trailers so damn good now that it's sometimes better than the the entire movie. So (laughs) I'm trying to, going forward, Um, for movies that I haven't seen, obviously I'm trying not to watch any kind of trails. I just want to go into it blind. So I was happy I did.
2: For me, this was probably would have been a movie that I definitely wouldn't have seen anything for. Um, But it was one of the previews when we went to go see Oppenheimer. Um, And the, the thing that I was like, I might see it. And that really was only because it was Paul Giamatti. And I love Paul Giamatti. Um, but I think it, I wish I didn't see it, but it also did a good job of kind of camouflaging what the movie was actually going to be. Like I was super surprised when it turned out to be so stylized in the seventies. Um, I really like that, you know, obviously we'll get into that later. So as much as I wish it didn't give some things away about like kind of the relationship of the two of them, um, I was definitely intrigued, but I, I wasn't like dying to watch it. So just more excited that it was a, a Giamatti movie. Wait, you saw Oppenheimer? Oh, babe, I gave <laughs> it a ten. <laughs> no way, I did ten out of ten plums. It was a plum explosion. I want something new about you every single day of the week. I saw it in, I saw it in IMAX seventy millimeter. <laughs> what? That's right. The only way to see it. Damn it! I
0: can't <laughs> watch it now on my stupid TV.
2: <laughs> you can't.
0: Let me call Nolan
2: up see if he can put it back in the theaters. Well, just just uh, just your luck, it is back in the theaters right now. Get out of here! It is. Ryan, it also comes to f- streaming February sixteenth, by the way. But it's in the my theaters birthday. Again. It's my birthday. According it to you, is it's my your birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you that Benny every year
0: <laughs> will text me like six weeks before my birthday and say Happy <laughs> birthday,
1: and I don't, even, only- I, don't
0: even, <laughs> I don't even correct him. <laughs>
2: It's not even that early. It's always on the 17th. And he's like, thanks. My birthday's tomorrow. And every <laughs> fucking year I do it. I think it's stuck last year. Last year was the last time I'll do it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I got to put it in the calendar. the like calendar. You, you can't say. Uh, I know. Whatever. I know. It's Thank enough. you, Ryan. A true friend. Well, Robbie, happy birthday. Thank you, bud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is January 17th, obviously. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're a month early. <laughs>
3: um no i yeah i want to see oppenheimer regardless but um shit lost my train of thought but anyway (laughs) so should we move on to uh impressions and and uh plum scores let's do it why don't we keep the same order all right um i i really like this movie um it was at at first i was just like uh i don't know about this like i just i was like is this gonna be like a fucking slog and i'm gonna like drag through this um but very quickly i was like oh all right i'm interested um give me uh, like a a boarding school setting and a time period that's not now so anytime in the past and i'm probably at least interested throw paul giamatti in there a couple Uh, I mean the main kid was this was his first film he did great all the other uh, actors that were in this film were really good Um, and it didn't try to be like too much or too corny like I kept expecting it to be like now Paul Giamatti gets a girlfriend or like now like this is gonna happen and things are gonna like bit so nice and this or, or or they're gonna get in a fight and then he's Paul Gimani's gonna have to find him and like you know like the typical yeah. like movie tropes and then none of that happened it was just a movie about uh people's relationship evolving into like you know friendship or mutual respect and like um and I really liked it it was, it was very good um bonus it uh I think it was so good that it broke my wife's water because we went <laughs> to the hospital that night. <laughs> wow! Nice shout out, Paul Ziomatti. Yeah, he's been breaking water since fucking <laughs> never he was born. I don't know. So it must yeah, have been his, I, I like lazy eye. That was it because we couldn't tell which one it was. We kept looking back and forth, and I think all that movement just shifted.
2: <laughs> so, fun fact about that: they actually switched it yeah, throughout they the whole movie. It. And the reason they did that was to keep you off guard because I was like, I'm so positive it was his left eye. And that was just one of the things that they said that they did because, you know, like that question he asked, like, which eye should I be looking at? Uh, They did that. So like you as the viewer kind of felt the same way. So it it bothered me because of, you know, the continuation. But it also like once I read that, I was like, okay, nice, cool move.
3: I wonder if it was like an homage to like, Almost similar to Young Frankenstein. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie where the hump moves. Really? Yeah. Or like um, Robin Hood men and uh, men in tights when the mole moves like, <laughs> on his face. Uh, but like uh, supposedly filmmakers do that to like because movies back in the day didn't have a continuity like supervisor. Yeah. So nobody fucking knew what was going on. So that shit would happen all the time.
2: Yeah. Like the guy had a different haircut. And then he went back to the old haircut yeah. two seconds later.
3: Yep. Plum right. score? Oh, wait. Well, do, do you want to do the dad plum oh, score? Oh, yeah. We and could, then we'll do... Okay. We can do um, it after. So I actually have two plum scores. We have a bonus plum score this week. Really? Um, My newly born child actually watched it and gave it okay. a, no. <laughs> um, my wife and I watched it together and she decided she wanted to give a plum score so my score was 8.1 okay. I, like I said I really liked it a lot I thought it was really good um, you know not something that I'm going to be watching every year or you know things like that but I really enjoyed it so 8.1 and Katie gave it an 8.4 she really liked it too Just it's awesome. somewhat rare for us both to like something <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Yeah,
3: thanks. And Thank so congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. birthing my child and giving us a plump score. <laughs> what a week for her. Can't <laughs> <laughs> get better than that.
2: <laughs> Rob?
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, the It got me right away with the intro. Uh, the credits. Loved it. Loved the old school credit vibe. I, I really enjoyed that like 70s nostalgic uh introduction with the credits credit score I was going to say um <laughs> but i just loved that i loved the old school graphics i love the wintery set piece in new england you give me a new england the area in the winter and you know say less with that the uh, cinematography was fantastic dialogue was was great it was a serious movie but it was also a funny movie and that's that's the one thing i didn't expect for it to be so funny to me. Um, there was serious, uh, you know, a lot of underlying factors in this movie that had serious tones to it, which I did enjoy. Um, like I said, production the production design was great. Just like I said, set pieces, loved it. I mean, such a great, anytime you got snow in a movie, I'm all in. Like I said, winter stuff, I'm all in. Soundtrack was awesome. So many songs from uh, this movie that I absolutely love. I really didn't know it was gonna be like a like. I guess it's a holiday movie. Well, I watched it every year, like Home Alone. Probably not, but uh, no. I just thought it was it was great. I thought the acting was phenomenal, and I thought the chemistry between the three main characters were were, were top notch. It really was. It pulled at my heartstrings, and I know I'm gonna go back to what Ryan was talking about. I love movies that don't give you that quote unquote happy ending. Like Ron, like everything comes together, and somebody has an epiphany, and Paul Giamatti smells like fish, but now all of a sudden he's he's finding somebody that that he's gonna date and things like that, or he's gonna save his job. Spoiler alert! I I I that's I love it. like I said in previous episodes. That's just, it, this is just life, and life isn't a movie, and that's what I love about these these specific movies where there is no happy ending. It's just basically, you know, life. Bad things happen, good things happen, and you know, sometimes you're stuck with the good, sometimes you're stuck with the bad. Sometimes you take the good, and then sometimes you take the bad. <laughs> <laughs> you add it up, and that's what, and you add it up, and you get the facts of life. So that's really it. <laughs> um, for me, I'm gonna have to go with Katie as well. 8.4 for me. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody who likes dialogue and and great writing and things like that, and awesome acting. And you get all that in this movie.
2: Um, so for me, like I told you guys earlier, I actually, I actually rewatched it because like we mentioned earlier, we've had a couple episodes in the can, not knowing what was going to happen with Ryan and if he was going to be able to record regularly. Um, so we watched this a week ago, uh, and then now we're recording a week later and I, it didn't feel right to me to not watch it again and, and be fresh. And I'm not going to lie. I was dreading it a little bit. Um, but honestly, once the movie started, I was pulled right back in and I, I was really surprised at how engaged I was the second time. I really loved the movie. I just didn't know if I wanted to watch it again this quickly, but you know, everything you guys mentioned, the the story, the score, just the whole vibe of it from the way they stylized it. Um, it was awesome. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. Paul Giamatti is just, I mean, what can you say about him in this movie? He's like he's crushing it. He always crushes it, but this is just him on a whole other level. Uh I love his freakouts. I love, you know, the chase scene. I love you know, the way he the way his character develops, it doesn't feel rushed, it feels very natural. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned this is Dominic Sess's first real role. And for him to put up the performance he did is just insane to me. Um divine joy uh, randolph awesome in this movie it just everything came together in this movie i like how it like brian said psyched you out a few times you know even with this the whole setup with there being four kids or five kids in the beginning and then all of a sudden boom they're gone uh you know i felt like the movie was going one way and then it kind of changed up on you even though they built those characters up they weren't afraid to just pull them right out of it I, I really love this movie. Um you know I think if I'm giving it a score I probably would have lined up with Robbie and Katie and gone with an 8.4 but because I watched it again so soon and it pulled me back in immediately I'm I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 8.7. I really really liked it and you know the fact that it held up so quickly again and pulled me back in and I and I you know just noticing all the little details that they sprinkled in and, you know, the way it kept my attention. I I, I got to give it a really high grade because, uh, you know, I think, I think it was a really great movie.
3: Nice. Yeah. I, I Love it. was thinking if I watched it again, my score might change a bit. Um, now I, I kind of want to now after hearing what you said. It's just, I
2: mean, like there are little things that you always notice in a movie, but when um I forget her name. The the teacher that he sees that's a waitress when she comes up to the door to give him the cookies in the beginning of the movie. She's got like red lipstick on her teeth which yeah. kind of like <laughs> is so her character. Um yeah, it, to me it was just Crane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Crane. Yeah. Um yeah, I loved it, man. I really did.
3: Nice. It's very dead poet society esque, which we put up for a vote uh, i think once but now i'm kind of curious like if we ever were to try and watch that movie like what your opinions are after seeing this because i feel like this the comparisons would make you think differently of the movie but we may never watch it who knows yeah but very similar new england boarding school during winter Bunch of, bunch of idiots yeah <laughs> and a great like teacher but although different obviously yeah but oh, that's good i'm glad we all liked it I, I i almost feel like i'm waiting for us to like watch a movie and just it'd be garbage and we still have not like there's been a couple that we maybe don't like as much but at some point we should to come <laughs> both and be like jesus
1: christ well next fucking no-
3: bed
2: but next week we're doing barbed wire starring Pam Anderson. So, <laughs> really,
3: <laughs> barbed wire hats, and we need a third one for the vote. GI <laughs> <G>. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, should we do scenes or characters first? What do you guys think, Robbie? I think I, I think I let Benny choose last time. Robbie, why don't you choose this time? We can go we can go characters. Nice. Would you like to go first? Uh we'll do favorite first. Does that change your your choice?
0: Yeah, I go first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do
3: it live.
1: I'll
0: do it live. I have to go Paul Giamatti. Uh,
2: obviously. <laughs> what happened? No, I wanted to do Paul Giamatti. If it's all right, you could do it. <laughs> you can do Paul Giamatti. No, go ahead. Please, please. No, I'll pick my
0: I'll pick who I really wanted to pick. Who'd you really want to pick? You go second. All I'll right. pick. All right. I'll go Dominic Sessa as my favorite character, Angus Tully. <laughs> you want to pick him too? I do actually. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Although I love Paul Giamatti, I really wanted to pick Angus Tully because Paul Giamatti, obviously a home run A plus fantastic but for what um dominic sessa did in this role i had no idea this was his first role until after the movie and i and i was blown away by how fantastic he was in this in this movie um you know he plays the the young teen who's got you know a lot of emotional scars is acting out he plays it so well in the beginning you kind of think like man this this kid's kind of a a dick, what's his What's his deal? Like, what's going on with him? And then you feel for him when certain scenes come up in the beginning, and then when he's stuck with old um, Giamatti, for basically the entire movie, and you see him acting out in certain scenes, and then you finally realize, like, oh, now I get it. Like, I now I understand why this kid is acting like that, because I feel like I can relate to his character. I feel like a lot of young teens can relate to his character. And I just think that he you know, played the role so well masking, you know, the pain that was inside of him, um, with his dad, his mom, his stepdad, and things like that. And I don't know. To say I was blown away, obviously like I mean, that's stupid of me to say because it's just acting, but I was truly blown away by how good he was in this movie. And I'm so surprised that this was his first movie. And I, I really can't wait to see him in other movies because I think he, he nailed this character nailed what the character was supposed to be, what the character goes through and, and, uh, and why he's acting like this in, in the entire movie. So yeah, I'll have to go with Dominic Sessa as Angus Tully as my favorite
2: character. With him too, like there's a bunch of high moments for him, but just the whole from him getting in the cab to that face he's making in the car after they leave the asylum, like, awesome. Like the, the emotions he's going through when he sees his father from, like, being happy to see him to when his father drops the, I think they're putting something in my food line. And you just see, like, the everything just, like, his face just kind of go blank and being like, my father's gone, like, there's nothing here anymore. And just that blank stare he has in the car leaving, that was just incredible from him. So glad you picked him because I'm going to pick my favorite character and it's Paul Giamatti. I was going to say the little <laughs> mormon boy if you if you pick Paul, Paul Giamatti but I'll go with Paul Giamatti. Um you know, we I could talk all day about the character and and like I said the progression and just how it felt natural, but for me with Paul Giamatti it's always the little moments with him and you know, I think of him when he's doing the the exercises outside and you know the whole uh, a body at rest will, will eat itself, and when he goes to throw the football, and just the way he walks away from that, <laughs> um, it everything you know the the way he's chasing Angus uh, when he's running through running through the school, uh, you know when he starts lying to the guy that he met from Harvard, and then they're having that little discussion afterwards, and uh, Angus is like, oh, you know, I thought a, a Barton boy doesn't lie. And just the way Paul Giamatti goes, what is this, the Nuremberg
1: trials? Like, there's just
2: <laughs> so many little moments from him. Um, you know, I is super into the the award season, and everybody says Killian Murphy's the the you know the the odds-on favorite to win best actor. Uh, but Paul Giamatti's starting to become a little bit of the dark horse. And as much as I love Oppenheimer, and I loved Killian Murphy in that movie. There's a part of me that wants to see Paul Giamatti get it because, you know, I just think he's awesome in everything that he does. And I've been such a fan of his since um, Private Parts. That's why my name on here is Pig Vomit today. I started with the WNBC. He's just in that movie, just such an asshole. But he's just so good at it. Like him and him and Howard play off each other. I mean, talk about somebody that did had no right to be good in a, in a movie is uh, Howard Stern. And and the chemistry that those two had together was was just fantastic. Um, I'd watch anything Paul Giamatti's in. So, I, you know, just to see the, the performance he put up in this movie, it nice. was it was great. And, you know, the reason why I love this movie so much.
3: Nice.
2: And I'm saving my favorite line for the for the outro.
3: Okay. <laughs> Um, good choices. Uh, I'm. I mean, I think there's only one person left, but she was going to be my choice anyway. Um, even though you know Dominic Sessa and Paul Giamatti were amazing in this film, but I love Devine Joy Randolph. Um, as Mary Lamb, the just the her ability to convey like the pain of losing a child was amazing that scene you know when when they're at the party and she just fucking loses it because the song was on um the scene really got me when her you know you find out what was in the hat box um you know her son's stuff to give to her um sister's new child like she was fantastic and she was funny too like all all three of these characters were so good at in the serious scenes but also so good with comedy like uh especially you know these three there was a a number of other uh funny lines by other people but loved seeing these three interact um it's fantastic but yeah for me she was my favorite um i look forward to seeing her in more stuff just like you know dominic or um like Dominic, like I fucking know him. Dominic Sessa.
1: Dominic over here. Dom. Hey,
3: Dom. When you get a chance, drop a line. Come on the show. But <laughs> Dom. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, no, I lo- I loved all three of them. So honestly, whoever picked whoever me going last, I would have picked the other one. But yeah, for me, Devine, Joy, Randolph loved her. Awesome. Any who's your least favorite, Ryan? Oh, well, Menchies, before, yes. do we have any ani yes. mentions? Sorry, it's been almost
2: two weeks since we
3: did I don't
0: one. I What oh, <laughs> oh, shape up? Come on. Sorry, bud. Sorry, a little baby. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I need mean, Danny. I was go good. Quick?
3: Sorry. Uh, go ahead,
0: Rob. Yeah. Is that the janitor?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was when, good. She, we, he wanted to get a, eh, you know, a little smooch for New Year's maybe. Yeah.
0: Got a couple stuck on the jugs. Why can't he get a little? You
3: know, <laughs> poor guy who else i loved most of the like just the you know i know they all flew off in a helicopter but all the other kids were just like enjoyable like as characters like the you know they weren't obviously as fleshed out as these three but they all kind of had that thing the kid with the fucking mittens and the the mormon kid and you know they're all just like interesting i like yeah
2: everybody played their role well yeah
3: all right. So then least favorite unless there's any other Go For it. Um I think I'm yeah, I'm definitely going to go with there. Fucking Dom, um Angus Tully's mom. Fuck that bitch. Yeah, bitch. Listen. Nice. I understand that you probably had a really rough time with your husband losing his mind, and I'm sorry. But that doesn't give you the right to marry some new dude and treat your son like shit. So fuck you. You got to, you got to go on your honeymoon. You can't spend Christmas with your son. Uh, and then you come down when you're inconvenienced. Fuck you.
0: Get out of yeah. here. She stunk. She stunk. stunk.
2: stunk. I mean, let me... Let me pick the ball up right from you and run it into the end zone here and say that my least favorite character was Tate Donovan as Stanley Klotfelter, who is the stepfather. I mean, you know what? I could forgive a lot of things, but the way he so viciously corrected uh, the headmaster when he said this is Angus's father and mother and he just jumped in with stepfather. I was like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, he's an asshole. He's complicit in the mother's scheme to ditch the son on the holiday. And that just makes it worse for me. So he can get a big F yourself. And that's my least favorite character. Why
0: well, don't you just say that? Because you remind me to take Donovan. And when you correct me
2: for things like that, you know what? End the podcast, Ryan, please cut it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's being uh, yep. me and Benny. Calculator. later, <laughs> talk to you later.
2: Bye. taking a call in the middle of the podcast. How dare you? Sorry,
0: was that
3: anyway? Who called? Rod Bob Purdy. Newark.
0: Oh. Bob Newark. He <laughs> wants to know what, what he wants to know what your fucking deal is. <laughs> um Yeah, you guys took both of mine. Um they're so easily to hate this movie, but gimme Coons. Coons can go suck one off. I'm done with him. I'm done with the bully, the kid who's got the the uh, you know the insecurities and all things like that, and wants to just you know get on uh, Angus the entire time. I mean, you know, taking that poor kid's mitten. I mean, what what, what are we doing here? Grow up a little bit, and then he was able to go on on the ski trip. Um, yeah, I think we've all dealt with somebody like that in high school junior high elementary school just a bully a dick and and those are the worst kind of people um so you take it take them for you know a grain of salt but yeah coons take a hike but hopefully you got uh shipped off somewhere never to be seen again
3: it was satisfying seeing him fucking wind slash sunburnt to hell at the it end oh, too bad.
2: close <laughs> blue close, too close to the sun
3: Yep. The, oh, quick aside, this is. I've noticed this in numerous movies. I've never encountered one in real life. Have you ever encountered someone like Paul Giamatti's character, Paul Hunnam, in this movie that like quotes books and 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 histories and things like that? Has that ever happened to you in your life?
2: No, but I was going to bring this conversation up in a different sense and ask if you guys ever had a teacher that was this much of an asshole, because I, I immediately thought of one that I had. And surprisingly, it wasn't in college. It wasn't in high school. It wasn't in junior high school. It was in elementary school. What? It was my fourth grade teacher, and he was just the biggest, like, asshole for no reason to, like, a bunch of fourth graders and... I was thinking of him a lot during this movie. And and part of me made me it made me think like, was he just misunderstood? Was you know, he's just over it at that point because he was a little bit older. But yeah, have you guys ever had a teacher that was like this miserable? Nah.
0: I don't know about miserable. No. Yeah. I think I would remember somebody like that. I bet shitty teachers, but not nobody like miserable, miserable.
1: But right. like a
2: hard ass for like no reason at all.
3: <laughs> no. Nah. Not really. No, I don't think so,
2: actually. So the other story I wanted to tell was my Italian teacher in high school. Um you you I'm was sure known not. it was known like uh you're probably gonna drop this class the first week. And the whole first week he was like the biggest wise ass. Always like picking on people and being like super anal about things, but once you got through those first couple weeks, where like a couple people would drop the class, he ended up being literally, I think my favorite, one of my favorite teachers of all time. Um, I'll, ne- I'll, I'll never forget him. He was like, I wasn't gonna take a, a fifth year of Italian in high school, but I specifically did for my senior year just so I can have him again. And he, yeah, he was one of the greatest teachers. In the world. But I I disappointed him so much because I remember in high school, I notoriously did not do homework. If it didn't happen within the 42 minutes I was in the class, I'm not doing it. You're not getting me to do anything outside of class. So he would always get so frustrated with me because we would have like speeches we'd have to give in Italian. And I would just you have to usually have to hand in a draft. He would edit it and then you would give the speech in front of the class. And he would always get so pissed because I would just go up the day that, to give the project without handing anything in, do the speech. And he would always pull me aside and be like, Benedetto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. You speak beautiful Italian, but you won't do the work. And I was like, yeah, no, that's just me. He's like, I want to give you an A so bad, but I got to give you a B. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Whatever. Take a just the typical, yeah, the typical senior year. I don't give a fuck. I'm just, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> What was the speech? I don't even remember. It was just like... Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Bonjour, mi chiamo Benedetto. (laughs) I love it. Sounds beautiful. (laughs) That's all I remember from Italian after five years.
3: All right, moving on. Nice. I think the mic picked that one up. That was a call for that. Sounded... Yeah. It wasn't a a verb? verb. No. Damn it. Um all right, where are we at? We did least favorite. So scenes. Benny left. So Robbie, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, you can go first. All right. I'll go first. So should I do favorite or least favorite? Favorite. All right. Favorite. Favorite scene, I think. Hey, um... There's a lot, there's a lot of scenes that I thought of. Um, but I think, and I already mentioned it quick, I, it was maybe the most heart wrenching, but I loved, you know, the party scene, uh, mainly for Mary's, um, you know, I guess episode for lack of a better way to explain it. But, you know, there's a lot happening in that party. Uh, Paul Giamatti found out that the love of his life had a boyfriend. Um, <laughs> Angus kissed kissed uh Miss Crane's niece which is good for him and uh Lisaise yeah that's right <laughs> and um and Mary you know had a breakdown an understandable breakdown while there was a party going on uh <laughs> the best was this I mean during that scene it was still funny some I forget exactly maybe Benny correct me if I'm wrong because you watched it twice when they're like, "Who made you the DJ?" It's like, "I did." Yeah, <laughs> they they put me in charge of the music. Who put you in charge? Me. I, did. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, um, but I'm gonna go with that one. I mean, again, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of choices here. I'm sure you guys will pick up uh, a few of those, and we'll get to Ani mentions. But I'm gonna go with that one. I just I love the party scene. Just you know, all the. Fun party vibes, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it. But then, you know, Paul uh, Giamatti, like dealing with, you know, maybe some heartbreak a little. It seemed like he got over it pretty quick, which was nice. It wasn't like, a, like again, that typical movie trope where he, you know, pines after her or, or, I don't know, runs to the airport before she flies away and fucking wins her over, even though he smells like fish um and then mary's performance was you know that's what really sealed it for me
2: yeah i was gonna say too i really enjoyed that about his reaction to finding out that that she had a boyfriend where you could see the disappointment on his face right but he was also like all right well i mean i just gotta get you know deal with it and when she went to go see him at the end of the movie. He was like super nice to her and like definitely like realized hey, you know, she was my friend before yeah. or an acquaintance before and, and she'll keep being that. I'm not gonna be an asshole for no reason. So I I did like the way that they kind of portrayed that quote unquote heartbreak. Yeah.
3: I think that and I think that's like if they showed Angus in a similar situation, his reaction would have been probably much more explosive than that's just age, you know, when you're younger, you you know, things are the worst thing that's ever happened but yeah you know Paul Giamatti's older and more experienced you know it's like all right yeah this sucks but moving on yeah what am I gonna do
2: Robbie what was your favorite
0: uh there's so many there really is um have to go with the chase scene uh (laughs) that brought a lot of lols in the uh in the in my house. so uh, I thought it was great. Um, just the both of them running and chasing each other, uh, coinciding with Angus doing a flip and absolutely shredding his <laughs> fucking shoulder blade out of its socket. I love that. Um, it was I, th- I think it was like the the, the the turning point, one of the turning points of the movies where they start finally understanding each other uh, coinciding again with them going to the hospital and angus helping all kind of lie about the whole insurance thing because obviously if they were to you know go through the insurance company then it would go back to the school and kind of screw both of them and get both of them in trouble so i really enjoyed that scene i thought it was heartfelt i thought that like i said them running through and benny even mentioned before the way paul giamatti was running through the hallways in that in that scene i thought was hilarious uh he's it's just something about him, man. Like, uh, I just love that he's not your stereotypical, like, actor, like, dashing good looks, you know, six foot something, handsome. And he's just one of the boys, you know? And uh, that was one of my, my favorite scenes. I have tons of favorite scenes in his movies, but that was one of my my favorite scenes in movies that made me really laugh out loud and, and really enjoy the both of them kind of getting
2: to understand one another and, and, and taking it from there. So, fun fact: Do you know who Paul Giamatti's father was?
0: I do. Babe Ruth.
2: Yes. Yeah. Cl- yeah. Uh, kind of in the same realm. The SWAT. He was uh, Bart Giamatti was the commissioner of baseball. That's right. That's right. You're right. I fucking <laughs> yeah. forgot about that. He was the one that suspended Pete Rose for life.
1: I forgot about um,
2: that. My favorite scene was, and I almost feel. Like, I'm cheating because there is a lot to this, but it was the whole Boston arc. Um, I had that I, myself. I, yeah, I loved that. You know, I loved you, you seeing their relationship evolve, you know, especially after um, he sees that Angus has the same depression medication from him and things start to click a little bit more, even though, you know, they're at that point, they kind of started to enjoy each other's company a little bit more. But You know, it it played off of the whole idea that that I want to use his name that Paul had um, earlier in the movie where like, oh, these kids all have a silver spoon in their mouth and they've all been born on third base thinking that they hit a triple. And it's that thing that Mary says to him when she's like, well, did you have an easy life growing up? And, you know, that was like the first time that seed was planted. And you really start to saw it like bear fruit, you know, especially in Boston when he kind of realized like, okay, well, I I understand this kid more now, um, and you know, just like I said, seeing their relationship build, um, the ice skating scene, and then he sees the guy from Harvard, and then you know, it's kind of part two of that hospital scene where, you know, they they come up with another lie. Uh, I love at the end when they're doing like kind of the post game and. And he's like, oh, I just need to keep you on your toes. And he goes, oh, fuck that guy. And then Paul G. He's like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it ends with that amazing scene that I said about uh, the mental hospital. So just that whole Boston part, I-, I just thought was fantastic. And really, like, that was the high point of the movie for me. It, you know, it, it built up great to that. It built their relationship out. And then, you know, you kind of have the end of the movie right after that where you know you, you get the payoff of everything so yeah the the boston scene i'm I'm probably cheating a little bit because there is there is multiple scenes in there but that was it for me oh
3: that's fine do either of you want to try and go candle pin bowling kind of uh, that, that was, was cool
2: yeah that was another when i was when i wanted to talk about paul Giamatti. that was another one that i forgot to bring up but when he tells that story just how proud of himself he looks after and the, the, the guy in the Santa Claus outfit and the bartender look at him like, who the fuck is this guy? And why is he? What is he saying? And he's just like so proud. He You know, he makes a little face. Dude, Paul Giamman just killed it.
3: So I'm talking about nobody. People do that in films all the time. Like, oh, yeah, it was the Byzantine Empire that <laughs> such and yeah. such or like, you know, whatever, t- some some mythology or antiquity or whatever. Nobody, I've never encountered someone like that in real life, and I kind (laughs) of want to,
1: yeah, me too. Uh, Uh, all
3: right, Lisa. Oh,
2: Ani Menches, Ani Menches
3: again. Sorry, Benny. At least I I, I got somewhere to be. I do. Uh, All right, that's fair. Let's go. Let's move on. Uh, anyone, Ani Menches, uh, Charlie's
0: Jubilee scene, loved it,
3: thought it was was hilarious.
0: Uh, coinciding with them, burning the entire Jubilee <laughs> off the car and into onto the ground. Just want to say, I love Boston. I I looked into moving to Boston, but I'm too much of a pussy. Um, I just love uh, that city. So shout out Boston. All right, I agree.
3: I I love New England in general. I would love to, to yeah. move there someday. Probably not. I'm also a pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tell me about it. Well, my good friend just got fired from uh the Patriots. So shout out to Belichick. Oh, uh, friend of
2: the program. Friend of the program. Right. Friend of me and Benny's. Things like that. <laughs> uh my Ani Mensch was is um the newlywed game scenes. That was and, funny. You know how Paul GMI hasn't knows nothing about it. And then not. the second time they're watching and he's just so into it, like laughing, uh laughing about it. And again, it's that it's just the chemistry between him and uh, Devine. Uh, so I, you know, I loved
3: I loved getting to see those scenes. I'm surprised he wasn't like, fucking this this. Wouldn't this be hilarious if Cleopatra and the Roman Empire, you know, the <laughs> yeah. Roman yeah, that was Emperor was on this bit. together? Oh, that would have been such a joy to watch.
2: Yeah, but I do like I love like it, it, it's almost uh, a, a commentary on life where like you know you could be the smartest person in the world but you get sit in front of that TV for a little bit and all of a sudden you get sucked in doesn't matter how smart you are or how, or how you know stupid you are you can get sucked in
3: easy what we do here that's right <laughs> um <clears throat> I like just quick Connie Mensch, nothing super specific is the again like the some of this stuff with the kids with the other kids I just thought that was fun interesting even Kunz is a fucking jerk um, I still liked those scenes with those kids like the one scene where <clears throat> I forget his name but the one kid like wet his bed and that was like the f- I feel like the first instance of realizing that Angus like wasn't a complete asshole like he was you know trying to help him um, and then you know the, the last scene uh, just you know Paul Giamatti falling on the sword And, um, you know, Angus, hopefully, I think realizing like exactly what he did for him and hopefully he doesn't waste that, even though it's a fictional character, but doesn't waste this opportunity that he gave him. And maybe Paul does write that monologue.
2: Yeah, that's so too like, you know, I was I'm always we've talked about this, I think, during like Game of Game of Thrones and stuff like this, but I hate when a movie ends and I have so many questions like, well, what happened to him after? Like, what did he do? Is he okay? But I almost feel like they both got what they really needed in the end. Like yeah. maybe Paul needed to get the hell out of there and like branch out and actually follow some dreams and and do things and, and get out of his comfort zone. And Angus got that second chance and, you know, knowing that somebody actually believes in him and and would sacrifice mm-hmm. themselves for him. So You know, as much as I kind of wanted to know what happened to Paul after, I do like thinking that he got exactly what he needed.
3: Yeah, Barton was basically his whole life other than, like, elementary school and four years at Harvard. Yeah. All right. Least favorites? Least favorites?
2: Well,
0: sorry, the Christmas scene, morning scene was great, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Getting the books, you know, obviously
3: gifting them the same exact books.
1: I think I have and that book you,
3: actually. I and you they, do. I've seen it on your shelf. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then you see, uh, he's got the the whole box of those the
3: boxes books of at the end. <laughs> Did you?
0: I felt like I was like I know him looking at that that bottle. Uh, or was it Louis the, fifteenth uh, or whatever it was? Yeah. Did you think that that was going to come back around full circle?
2: I actually, the first time I watched it, I thought that was the gift that they gave to him for him staying there not that it was for the headmaster but i'm also an idiot so
0: great song plane
2: when he drives away yeah i love that he spits it out he steals it and yeah. spits it out
3: <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was going to drink it like while driving he was there well oh no, like while he was o- over the winter break yeah 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 whatever um yeah who went who just went for I know. did. All right. So go for least favorite. Um, my least favorite scene. There's not
2: a lot. So I'll just take the one that made me the most uncomfortable. And it was um, Angus getting his shoulder put back into a socket. They, the, the way that they, they did the makeup uh. on his shoulder and to make it seem like it was popping out. Um, yeah. I don't ever want to be in the room when something like that is happening. I mean. <clears throat> You never know what I'm going to have to be in the room for in the future. But geez, I mean, if it's worse than a shoulder dislocation, I'm probably going down for the count. Um, So, yeah, the most uncomfortable
3: slash worst scene for me is is Angus getting his shoulder popped back in. Fun fact, my son's shoulder popped out of its socket this week while we were at the hospital. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. No. He's okay.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
3: I'm sure I was screaming in pain. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't there. He was with, at my parents. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Big Pappy. But he's all right. He's all right. Big Pappy, I dare you.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, he's good. But yeah, I can't imagine that that's a uh, a fun time. No.
0: Prayers up to Charlie. That yeah, was almost that. as worse as getting red wine spilled on
3: a pair it's of my chinos. Almost as bad. Because <laughs> those che- listen. Your shoulder can get popped back in, but those chinos are ruined forever. Ah, oh, oh, please. please those They're chinos. Gone. Throw them in the garbage. They're gone.
2: I please you would have a, a fresh pair show up at your doorstep. I don't want to hear it. Charlie's <laughs> never gonna get his shoulder the same again.
3: <laughs> Wait, Robbie, do those do the new chinos fit the same as the old ones? They do. Uh, all right. I was gonna say, imagine if they like were just slightly off <laughs> i got him tailored weird yeah. <laughs> one leg is shorter than the other by a little bit oh the
0: ones that the ones that benny
2: were gonna get me yeah
0: yeah he probably would have got me some wrangles or something like that he's, he's a big brett Favre guy anyway so who knows <laughs> well i
2: hear you're a big jeans guy now so maybe i got you a pair of, pair of jordash's look out here i come <laughs> you're a jeans guy now well
0: thanks for listening to the podcast um yeah well ooh, that's nice was I uh i bought a pair, a pair of jeans so look so out for me. Look out for jeans you. and uh, jeans and black dress shoes. Here I come.
3: Listen, a lot can happen in a week and a half. I said it before. Okay. <laughs> so here I come. Twenty twenty-four no Watch out for more. Of <laughs> look, <Robbie>. out. <laughs> <laughs> look out. Look uh, out. Wait, whose turn is it? Least favorite. I think Robbie's. Okay.
0: Uh my least favorite, I think my least favorite scene is, uh, when he gets the phone call that he's not going to be able to go, uh, on vacation with his parents, that, that, that House. hit home. Not hit home. I mean, my parents said that to me, my, you know, things, like, nothing crazy like that they only take me to a slaughterhouse. But other than that, things <laughs> like that aren't crazy. But, uh, no, it's, it's tough, man. Like, it, what parents do to the kids sometimes really shapes who they are and and how the person that they become, or at least quote unquote, give them some, some, some trauma in their lives. And something like this can really, you know, hurt a kid's feelings and make him question himself, especially when he's already on edge because of his dad. So I didn't like this scene. Uh, The mom can go scratch the stepdad, take a hike. So that wasn't uh, a nice scene for me on an emotional level. I thought that was pretty messed up. So.
3: Stronger, and then like, I mean, um, when he couldn't get in touch with them to go in the helicopter with the the rest of the kids, like that's fucking that's brutal as a as a teenager being yeah, left and, out and, like that. And like, I find it funny one kid's family's on
0: like a Mormon mission, or God knows where, and the other kid's family's in Korea, and they're able to get in touch with
3: them both yeah, of them. Bullshit. <laughs> Stop. Like they don't have fucking phones wherever they went on their honeymoon. Come on, exactly. Well, they did, but they just weren't answering.
0: Yeah, they were probably just smashing all day long.
3: Try, uh, telling you, the stepdad's plan is to start a new family with the step with the mom and just push, push Angus out. out. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, give him a stack of bills every Christmas and see you never. That's his plan. Uh. My least favorite, I guess, is because we already mentioned some of the other things, but I'm going to go with when I forget his name, but that other teacher was just like bullshit, like his mom was sick. And then you're just like, oh, fuck it. Let's let Paul Giamatti do it or Paul Hunnam do it. Because also he fucked over us with that donor. So fuck him. I don't know. It's just like, come on, playing the politic game bullshit
2: another great moment from giamatti is when they're in the church together yeah. and he's like i was like
3: oh yeah your mother whatever we're all pulling for her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy originally was like what oh yeah, yeah right <laughs> stupid but then he called them what do you say if if penis cancer was in human form it'd be you
2: <laughs> to the headmaster
3: yeah uh Anyani Menches on least favorites. There wasn't a lot, I don't think.
2: No, there was. Yeah, definitely not a lot for me.
3: Yeah, no, me either. All right. Um, so I don't know if we're gonna have a, a lot of good answers here, but is there anything that you guys can think of to make this movie better?
2: I, I can think of a way to make it better, but I don't. I don't think it actually would be better, and. I want to, like I said, I want to know what happens to Paul after. Does he write the book? How does it, you know, how does it go when he goes over to Europe? But I think it was the perfect ending. And, you know, if you're asking me to make a movie better, I'm probably going to make it worse. So I'll I'll go with my gut instinct there and I'll make it worse.
3: I'd love to see like Holdover's part two. And it's a, you know, a road trip movie with him driving to, where did he say he was going? Syracuse, I think. Yeah. So from Massachusetts to Syracuse, imagine the hijinks he would get into.
2: I just hope he stops at Saratoga and goes to Scallions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he'd love it there.
3: I just hope
0: he doesn't get disappointed and order some Scallions because they don't serve him there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Robbie, any ways from you? Yeah, probably just stop quoting historical
0: shit. Um, that was you know, the only thing that kind of annoyed me. And I am a big history guy, but I was like, all right, Paul, take it easy now. We get it. I don't need to know about wow. the Romans and uh, and these guys and and those guys. But yeah, that's it. Um, Benny, you're a big, uh, you know, find out what happens next uh, kind of guy. 25th hour, you, uh, you want to know what happened to Philip Seymour Hoffman after he made out with his uh, student. Yeah. So. You got to yo, you, you make sequels, man. You, you think? It's sequels think that writer. no
2: one, sequels that no one ever asked for. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what? Spin off <laughs> podcast.
0: There it is. That's the name. All sequels right. that nobody asked for. All,
2: All right. right. I mean, you two are busy. You got with two podcasts now, so I'm gonna have to find some new people to do podcasts with. Ladies, who wants to do another one with you?
1: How <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> <I> dare you! <laughs> Topo Chico almost went up my nose.
3: Oh, my God. Benny sequels. <laughs> I'll um, be a solo pod. Yeah, do it. That would that would be fun do it. We'll see. Um, I got not I, I got nothing. Um, Yeah, I agree with Benny. I want to know what happens that that's what I'll agree with that. All right. um, I do know a way we can make this movie, maybe a little better. And that's by playing Working Overtime, America's <laughs> favorite new game featuring us, a couple of idiots, casting Matt Damon in the film in which he was not cast. Why? <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Robbie,
2: you wanna go first?
0: Yeah, I'll go first. This is a serious one. Give me, give me, um, young, deranged. Older, not young, father figure, (laughs) deranged, mentally unstable, Uh, divorcee. Give me Matt Damon as Tommy Tully, Angus's dad. Uh, I would love to see uh, Matt Damon in a short role. You're not expecting who the dad's going to be. And out Pops, (laughs) mentally deranged, sexy as ever, Matt Damon. I think he would have played that part great. I think it would have been a nice little toe-to-toe between him and Dominic Sessa. Um, yeah, because uh, I thought the the guy who played Thomas Tully, I mean, get out of here. That guy kind of stunk to me. I don't know. I really didn't enjoy the way he acted that scene out. But uh, yeah, I think Matt Damon would have, would have nailed that part. He's in, he's out, and he would have took over the scene, and that's all I really have. Uh, I couldn't really think of anything else. I would just have liked to seen uh a middle-aged, mentally unstable Matt Damon
3: uh playing Thomas Tully. Ryan? Real quick, I don't think Matt Damon has ever played like a psychologically damaged character. Yeah,
0: that's why I like to see him right? see him play this character.
3: I mean, a little bit, maybe in my next character who. I want to see a young drunk PTSD having Bagger Vance as Mm, the golf coach of the school Mm. who's just still there because he doesn't even realize it's winter break because he's drunk. And maybe, (laughs) you know, Angus and Paul Giamatti get involved with him and he shows up to dinner a few times. You know, Mary's making dinner. Um but yeah, give me any. He doesn't learn anything. He doesn't clean up his act and and win the golf tournament. He's just fucking drunk, Matt Damon, just hanging around the school grounds, walking around. What's better than that? Not much. Give me
2: a handsome, oh, middle-aged, hair parted down the middle, oh, wearing a nice leisure suit. Ouch. After after credit scene movie ends credits roll. Come fade back in. Mary's walking out of the school. She just finished a hard day's work. Get a little maybe caption over the screen. Nineteen seventy three. Convertible pulls up. It's Matt Damon. Mary gets in. They take Uh off together. We get a nice happy ending for Mary. We get our boy Matt on screen for a little bit. And everybody goes home after the after the movie from the theater with a little pep in their step, seeing a, a handsome Matt Damon pick up Mary, and she has a you know, a little happy ending there. Poor Danny. I'm sorry, Danny. I love you. I, you know, I was originally going to replace Danny, but I said, you know what? I like Danny in the movie because you know he was the janitor and and Google hunting. But I said, no, I want him. I want him in the movie still. But at the end of the day, Matt's going to come in and steal your girl. Mrs. To, your girl. to your Girl. That's what they call them. <laughs> nice. And we then we set up holdovers part two. I mean, I'll tell you more about that on my podcast. What's the name of that podcast again? Uh the sequels nobody asked for featuring Benny Baloney. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> and you're an Italian
0: teacher.
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh, maybe I'll have him on. <laughs> nice. Buongiorno, boys. <laughs> um is there anything else you guys want to say about this film? Holiday movie or not? Yeah, great question. I was gonna ask that. I, I uh yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. It's got
0: it's got what do you want? Holiday, Christmas, little Christmas parties, snow, seasonal depression, seasonal <laughs> depression. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: lifelong <It's>, depression,
2: <laughs>
1: lifelong family depression. trauma.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I kind I kind of agree. Paul Giamatti said that it was as well, but I don't know. Like it's missing something that pushes it like over the edge. It makes it like a no doubt Christmas movie. Like I feel if I Santa Claus, old man shoveling
0: shoveling the grounds.
2: Yeah, burying a yeah a shovel in the back. Somebody said. Um, I feel if I say this is a holiday movie, I have to say Die Hard is. And I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, but so yeah,
0: winter it it it's it's Christmas. They Christmas Eve wake up Christmas Day, they it's snowing, it's
2: New England, it's it's Ted Williams, Teddy Ball game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's more about the relationship. I don't know. There's no it the lesson isn't learned because it's Christmas, it happens at Christmas, but it, you know, you don't learn the lesson because of Christmas. Does that make sense? It's a lesson, right? It it's
0: a Christmas lesson.
2: Yeah, I guess visit, kind of. Don't visit your wacko dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't be mean to kids that don't have their parents around them.
3: That's right. true. I don't know. I think my plan is to watch it again around Christmas next year and see how I feel.
2: All right, we'll come back one year
0: later. Yeah. it didn't give me the it didn't give me the Christmas feels and nostalgia feels that uh, I like to get when I'm watching Home Alone. Elf, Bone Alone, things like that. So it didn't really <laughs> give me, it didn't give me that. But maybe I'll watch it during Christmas time um, next year, like Ryan said, and see and see how I'm feeling. God willing, yeah. God is good, but God
2: willing, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do we think Giamatti has a chance at the Oscar?
3: I think so. didn't he win the Golden Globe? He won.
0: Yeah, best actor no. in the comedy.
3: Uh, Killian they won. It.
0: They split it up comedy and drama. So he won comedy. Did he?
3: Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> when are you going to listen to Robbie? I mean,
2: when he stops busting my balls about the chinos, that are, they're perfectly fine. He did win a Golden Globe.
3: Yeah. What else was he in this year?
0: Look it up. Look it up because I want to see nah. your face. And I want to see a face. No, nah, I believe you. No, nah, I, I want to see you.
2: a face. I believe you. And
1: but divine,
2: he won man. he won best actor. Okay, so maybe they split up for the Golden Globes and he and he did win. But he beat uh Bradley Cooper and Killian Murphy at like the critic's choice or something
3: recently. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. so. he's got a shot. So I'm all he, in he won against Nicolas Cage. Matt Matt Damon being nominated. Listen, we love Matt Damon on this podcast, but Air should not have been yeah, nominated that was, to stop it. Yeah, no. Timothy Chalamet Um uh, uh Joaquin Phoenix and Jeffrey Wright. Well what what was that, that category, Ryan? Uh that was uh best actor in a motion picture uh for musical or comedy.
0: Okay. Just what I wanted to know. I didn't know what what that was. (laughs) It wasn't a comedy, though. Neither was the bear, but they're scooping up the comedy. (laughs) That's true. So stupid. It's so stupid.
3: More scoops than an ice cream shop.
0: (laughs) What do you, well, Benny, you're the only one I can't say because I haven't seen Oppenheimer. You're the only one that saw both. What do you Mm
2: -hmm. think? It's really hard to not give it to Killian Murphy. I thought he was like amazing in in Oppenheimer. And what I like about Paul Giamatti in this movie, like there's the ups and the downs, like he's wild. He's you know, that's heartfelt. And Oppenheimer is like very much. A one note kind of thing, but it's so good and it's so captivating. And it's so much dialogue and it, it keeps your attention the whole time. My heart wants Giamatti, but my head says it's it's killing Murphy. Like, I just think it's his time. That movie just has so much momentum behind it. I think it's going to end up being Killian Murphy. I don't think Bradley Cooper should be even in, in the discussion. I really don't. Yeah, Bradley Cooper annoys me. I mean, I haven't seen a movie.
0: I'm never going to see it, but he's never. He, I will never, never watch that movie <laughs> no.
2: I'm f- from the from the the clips I've seen online it looks like he did a good job with it i yeah. i I, I, can't, I can't deny that but i just think after watching these two movies and seeing these two performances i don't see how how it could be anybody else i the, the clip i'm thinking about from uh the composer or whatever the hell it's it's called is maestro, that clip yeah. maestro the yeah, maestro that's been popping up online is him as an old man have you seen that where he's like smoking the cigarette and he's talking about, yeah, the music doesn't really flow through me anymore like it once did. But I was like, oh, that's like, I mean, it seems like, you know, he he really got into this this role and, you know, it's gotten a lot of praise. Uh, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass because I haven't seen it. But to me, it's hard to beat those two guys, Killian Murphy and and uh, Paul Giamatti. Wow,
3: uh, I agree with you, Robbie. something about I've seen plenty of movies with Bradley Cooper that I like but something about him annoys the shit out of me.
0: Something about, like, I don't know. Like, I wanted to rip his face off in The Star is Born. I don't know why.
2: I I couldn't watch that movie. No. no I didn't watch that shit. Yeah. Is it because he's so handsome? I don't Did really think know? that he's good looking. Please.
0: I, I, come on. No, he's handsome, but he's, handsome, he's but. not He's not blowing me out of the water like a, like a Mad Game, like a, like a DiCaprio, like a Chalamet. Come on.
2: Please, if if you were in a restaurant and he accidentally spilled water on you, you wouldn't get all flustered. Yeah, I would say though you know, that's a hundred dollars
0: from bonobos. Write the check,
1: <laughs> cut the check.
0: And he's like, "Well, maybe I can
2: make it up to you in another way.
0: Cast me in one of your movies." <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: Okay, I don't I just, listen, I, you have to get on what's known as the casting couch.
0: I mean, that's that's free of charge for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there like swimwear. You know. I'm like, no, I I he's not on my top 5 good-looking men of all time. That's Paul Newman. That's Bobby Bob Redford. Those are things that is Bob Newhard, Don Rickles, things like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right.
3: Bradley, I know oh. you're listening. Come on the show. Defend your honor. Defend your honor. Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right should we wrap it up let's wrap it up
2: fantastic movie um um yeah i'm really glad i watched it a second time i i didn't think i wanted to um i'm glad i did
3: same i'm glad we picked this one and and we watched it and i'm happy we all liked it yeah (laughs) definitely all right uh well as always much appreciated thank you for your you know, listening for your support, we'll have another. I think we're gonna have a vote Friday, right? We'll figure it out. We have to think about it. No, <laughs> did Man, I? We'll did you, a... you heard that? <laughs> yeah, we'll have a, a vote. little like the end. I didn't
0: mean anything. I haven't eaten anything gassy all day. It's fine. Maybe the
3: eggs, maybe. Yeah, probably the eggs. <laughs> Sorry, guys quite all right so yeah send us an email ltbw podcast at gmail.com let us know if you have any gas tips for robbie please um or anything you know let us know what you thought about this movie any of the other episodes we've done check those out um and uh subscribe on youtube wherever the hell that fucking thing is down here somewhere i guess um we love you Robbie Tom, good
0: night. Good night, Mr. Tully. There was a time when the fire in my loins burned.
1: Why
2: <laughs> hot. <laughs> It'll
0: curl
1: your toes. <laughs> curl your tongue.
2: <laughs> hey Robbie, you're penis cancer in human form. Oh. Rob, I mean like Ryan stole that, so I'll use my other favorite Paul Giamatti line and say, you are the motherfucking antichrist. <laughs> 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 I'll use another one.
0: This is on the, the The cherries jubilees jubilee scene Price on a crutch. What kind of fascist has found you running here? Love that.
3: Bitch. I just like the way he says, son of a bitch.
1: Son of a bitch. That's another detention.
3: (laughs) Shout out, Paul. Shout out to
0: Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Go fuck. Guess how the multi is.
1: What the fuck are you
3: doing? Go
2: Packers. Go Packers. Go. Fucking.
1: Paul Giamatti, motherfucker, miserable bastard.